Today's podcast is sponsored by The Cooperators. As part of your local community, their advisors understand the challenges facing businesses like yours. They're here to help you protect what you've worked so hard to build and ease your mind with professional advice, the right insurance solutions, and a full range of coverage options. Visit cooperators.ca to find a local advisor today. Welcome to Canada's podcast, the number one podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. Good afternoon, everyone. It's Bonnie Elgie here with Canada's podcast. And today I am delighted to welcome Ed DePrato to our show. Ed is an entrepreneur in Edmonton, Alberta, and uh, his company is Sweetly. So, Ed, thank you so much for joining us today. It's nice to have you. Hi, Bonnie. It's great to be here. So let's jump right in. And, and uh, I'm wondering if you can tell our listeners a little bit about your entrepreneurial journey and what has led you to establish Sweetly in, in some crazy times. We're going to dig deeper into that in a moment, too. I mean, yeah, it's terrifying times, especially having started a new real estate company right before COVID hit. Um, man, the entrepreneurial journey. Wow. It's, uh, it feels like it kind of started right out of high school. I don't think I've ever really had a job. So I guess I've been an entrepreneur ever since day one. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been an interesting ride. I think that right out of high school and, uh, uh, foregoing having gone to university, I just wanted to be an entrepreneur, wanted to be a business owner right, right out of the gate. And I just didn't really know what I was going to do. I started, uh, investing in real estate. Um, pretty early on in my life, uh, after having sold a business that, uh, that I had started, I started an alarm company when I was about 21 years old and sold that and uh, had a little bit of capital to work with, not having ever grown up with money per se. Um, it, was, uh, it was a bit of a different experience for me to, to, to have access to capital, to actually put to work as, a, as an entrepreneur. And I decided that I was going to invest in real estate because it seemed uh, like a prudent thing to do. And it, uh, my timing worked out. I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. And the timing worked out and, uh, and, it, and it, uh, it went well. And uh, soon after having invested in a, in a number of individual single family houses, I started buying apartment buildings and uh, changing the structure of ownership into condominiums. And then I became a broker myself so that I had you know, more access to the markets and more access to the data to make you know, more informed decisions rather than having to rely on other agents. And um, I never really wanted to be a real estate agent, but mm-hmm. <laughs> here I am. So, so yeah, I kind of just sort of uh, snowballed and sort of followed my passion and, uh, and here I am. And have you spent the, your entire career in the Edmonton area? Is that where your, your real estate is focused or, or where are you geographically? Yeah, our business is based in Edmonton. We started here in Edmonton. Uh, we're currently expanding into uh, other major centers throughout Alberta. Um, and we expect to be in other provinces within the calendar year 2021. But yeah, we, we're currently doing uh, business and, and we have operations in Edmonton, Calgary, Red Deer, uh, every major center throughout Alberta. And so you mentioned that you, you started Sweetly um, not that long ago, and you've had quite a ride going through the, the pandemic and, and the economic downturn and all of those things. I'm curious, what was the inspiration behind the name? Well, the story behind the name is actually something that I can't take credit for. We, we actually worked with a marketing company and uh, we just had a concept, an idea, uh, which goes back to probably about 20, 
16, maybe 2017, I had sort of fallen out of love with, uh, with my industry and uh, didn't want to follow the herd mentality into the race to the bottom with respect to the fees that are being offered to the public. It's not that I'm against, you know, a more competitive fee. It's just that I'm not as supportive of the, the destruction and the erosion of the service that goes along with a reasonable fee. And so I became disenchanted with our industry in about 2016, 2017, sort of took some time off and uh, recalibrated, never really gave up my license, never really stopped doing deals, but I just um, was kind of putting my business in the backseat just because I've always believed that you needed to be authentic and, and it just wasn't, it didn't feel authentic anymore. It didn't feel like something I was really passionate about. Um, and so in about 2018, 2019, I kind of heard about what was happening in the U.S. market with respect to the advent of the iBuyers and, um, you know, these websites that people can now go to um, and enter in a bunch of information about their property that they want to sell and uh, essentially end up with an offer within a few few hours or a few days, um, you know, where the, if the seller accepts it, their home is sold. And so... Uh, the the advantage, of course, for the consumer is to be able to sell their property without ever having to list it for sale with any realtor and not having to go through the for sale process and endure all the daily showings and keeping the home in show ready condition and then eventually having to negotiate with some buyer on a possession date that may not work for the seller. So we we believe in the in the in the advantages of what the i buyers are doing, but we just don't believe in uh, being predatory. And we feel like if we're buying houses without seeing them, then um, obviously the business has to be profitable uh, or else it's not going to be in business. Um, and so we think that, uh, that the iBuyer model, which is just generally a buy low, sell high model, is just a little bit predatory and we just don't believe in it. So we, we modified the model a little bit to come up with a solution that delivers the entire amount of equity to the, to the original owner. Uh, but we just do it in two payments. And so our model is a little bit different. We we only pay 75% of what we anticipate a home to be worth. And then we resell it on the open market, determine what the actual market value is, and then make an adjustment and a second payment to the original owner for the full balance of their equity. So they get all their money, less our fee. It's just that we do it in two payments. And so it's a lot more transparent and a lot easier for uh, for a consumer to take advantage of our product. So that's a very different approach to to buying and selling homes. I'm wondering what has the response been in Edmonton like, um, and I guess maybe we have to qualify that in pre-COVID and then and then post-COVID. But but how did the market originally react to your offering, and what was the reception? You know, the the reception has actually been uh, mixed. Um, when we started this, we thought, wow, you know, we we've got we felt like we discovered plutonium. I have you know three partners here and. When we, when we rolled this out, we thought that this would be adopted immediately and, and we would be quickly overwhelmed with demand. And, and unfortunately, that wasn't the case. It took us some time. In fact, it took us about nine months to do our first 100 transactions, but it took us only three months to do our second 100 transactions. And, uh, and currently, we're, we're operating at around 30 to 40 transactions per month. So uh, we do expect that this is going to continue to grow, and as people, you know, have become more comfortable with uh, with our product, and and now that people have have used the product, and, and we've got some actual testimonials, uh, the word of mouth is catching on, and and um, and we're being invited more and more often to uh, to make offers on, on homes to to people who are interested in selling. But uh, when we launched back in August of uh, 2019. Um, 
you know, we had no idea that this pandemic was going to come. Obviously, nobody can see this coming. And, uh, and you know, once it hit, I mean, we were terrified. We, we, we didn't know how we were going to survive. We didn't know what the effect on our business would be. But just because of the nature of the pandemic and how people just didn't want to have strangers coming through their house um, and, and the reluctance of buyers to actually tour houses, uh, our model actually, um, unfortunately, as sad as it is to have to benefit from a pandemic, our model actually benefited from that because we allow sellers to sell their house with no public showings. And so there's nobody coming through their house. And so our model actually uh, got a bit of a boost from the pandemic. Did you find that you had to um, pivot or rethink how you were doing things? Like you, you talk about it being a bit of a wild ride over the last number of months. And I'm just curious, what were some of those those pain points that you had to adapt to? Um, did you see the market really decline for for a number of months, or or what what was happening that has has contributed to that wild ride this year? Well, we didn't see the market correct in terms of an average selling price. There was no material effect on that, but there was certainly a uh, um, a drop in the amount of activity and, and the amount of transactions that were taking. Um, so, so that definitely had an effect on our business. But as people became, uh, you know, accustomed, and I mean, at first nobody really knew what was going to happen, and nobody knew what to expect. And, you know, there was talk of your dog having COVID, and I mean, it was just it was pandemonium, right? Um, but as people began to uh, become adjusted to what was happening, there were people who still needed to, um, you know, buy a home. There are still people who need to sell a home, and. And uh, so we made adjustments to our program. Uh, we tightened things up. We, we worked with our lender, uh, who is extremely supportive of our business, uh, believes in what we're doing. And we made some decisions, uh, you know, to, to make our, our program a little bit tighter so that we uh, had a little bit less uh, risk involved in our transactions. And so uh, the things that we uh, tightened up on were the uh, the closing period. We used to let a seller choose their own possession date up to 90 days away. Uh, so we, we cut that in half and said that the possession date has to be 40, within 45 days. And that's just so that we have a little bit of visibility. When we tell somebody that their house is going to sell for 400000 we don't want it selling for three twenty five. We want it selling for very close to $400,000. Um, and so we just wanted to cut that that possession date down just so that we had a little bit more surety in, in what the home is, is, is eventually going to sell for. We cut back a little bit on how much we were paying as a first payment. We used to pay 80%, now we pay 75%. Um, and we adjusted our fee a little bit. Um, at that time, our fee was, um, I think we were at 5.75 or 6.7 or 6.5%. Uh, our fee today is 6.75%. Um, we are talking about um, adjusting our fee again a little bit, uh, just to act as a ballast against the, de the demand that we have and the pressure that we have on our resource. Our, our resource is capital. And uh, obviously, with more capital, we can do more deals. But uh, until we have that capital, we need to preserve it as best we can uh, and deploy it as, uh, as wisely as possible. Uh, and so we're pretty selective with the, the, the properties that we'll get involved with. We'd love to be able to buy everything, but we simply can't. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, we're, 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 we're very prudent with the decisions that we make. Today's podcast is brought to you by the cooperators. You can count on them to support you and your business with a full range of insurance coverage options. 
their products provide the flexibility you want with the protection you expect. To find a Cooperators advisor near you, visit cooperators.ca. And I'm curious, Ed, like you, you talked about your expansion plans earlier and moving into other markets. And I think our listeners would, would find it really interesting. Like how, how do you plan for growth and that longer term vision when there is so much uncertainty right now? Like what are maybe those guideposts um, that you have used it and as you've worked with your partners to start to, to plan to expand to other markets and that type of thing? Yeah, so we, uh, we, we definitely are being asked to do more and more transactions. We're getting calls from all over Canada. Uh, we're being invited to, uh, to do deals all over the place in uh, towns and cities that we haven't heard of. And, um, you know, we're sure that, that they're fine markets. It's just that we're not an expert in every market. So we, uh, we're, we're trying to be responsible with our, with our growth strategy. Um, we feel like we can control what's, um, you know, what we do, the decisions that we make within the Alberta market, because it's sort of within reach. But, uh, but we definitely are interested in talking to other entrepreneurs, other real estate professionals in other markets that maybe want access to our program and to our capital. Um, and we would be willing to, uh, to finance transactions at arm's length for those people. Uh, we do have an amazing relationship with our investors. and. Uh, and, and, you know, we've protected those relationships over the years. And, and these people have not just invested in Sweetly, but they've also invested in other, in other deals that I've done over the years. Uh, and so our relationship is very, very strong. And so uh, they've, they've supported us and, uh, and, and they continue to support us and they encourage us to, to, to move into other markets. So when we're ready, we'll do that. Well, I'd like to, to talk a little bit more about you now as an entrepreneur, and uh, I'm curious. So you said you've been a, an entrepreneur your entire life. I'm wondering, what, what have been the traits that, that you think have made you successful and that you've been able to sustain a number of, of businesses and, and have a, a long career doing different things? So what, what traits do you think you have that have allowed for that success? Well, I think that the bottom line is I'm a shitty employee and nobody wants to, nobody wants to employ someone like me. But um, <laughs> I think the bottom line is that uh, I feel like uh, entrepreneurship uh, has offered me uh, a lifestyle that uh, is sort of consistent with what I want. I've, and I've never wanted to be, uh, you know, tied to a nine to five type job. It's just not who I am. I, uh, I ski a lot. I ride my bike a lot. I love to travel. I love experiencing uh, different cultures and uh, um, and seeing the world. And and it's part of the reason why I live. And I, you know, entrepreneurship has allowed me that freedom. Um, but uh, but entrepreneurship comes with a lot of responsibilities. It's not just all you know, being your own boss and making noodles of money. It's it's uh, a lot of sweat equity, a lot of uh, months without paychecks. You know, and planning, and 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 you know, um, it's 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 a lot of hard work. It's not for everybody. It's not, you know, a lot of people have a reservation of uh, maybe leaving the the corporate world or the the, the security of a of a steady paycheck and uh, and a job that they go to. And there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I I I certainly respect that. For me, the contribution that I feel most rewarded by is, is being an entrepreneur and, and being as creative as possible to, to offer 
different types of solutions that that I believe in. Um, when I was doing condo conversions, um, it, you know, the market needed the inventory. And in 2005, 2006, 2007, when I was doing condo conversions, the market needed inventory. The, the reason that our prices were going up so high is because demand outstripped supply by, by such a huge margin that, you know, prices were going up $1,000 a day. And, uh, and so I saw the opportunity there to create inventory that the market needed. So I was buying apartment buildings and changing the structure of ownership without necessarily doing any work to the property, the physical work. So, so we, were, we were basically inventing the inventory that the market needed. And so at this time, what we're doing with Sweetly, we feel like we're offering uh, a solution that nobody else is offering. Um, and it's an out-of-the-box out of type thinking that is now catching on. And, um, and we're, we're benefiting from that. And so are our customers. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm curious, as, as we start to wrap up here, thinking about our audience, and we have entrepreneurs all across the country um, in, in various stages of their careers or business. And I'm just wondering, what advice would you have for somebody who's maybe decided, you know, I'm going to move away from that kind of nine to five employment and start my own business? Or, you know, someone coming out of university who is really feeling that, that burning desire to do something on their own. What, what advice do you have for, for someone who's maybe starting out on the path? Well, I, I mean, I congratulate anybody who, who makes that decision. I, you know, it's it's worked for me. Um, I uh, I would encourage anybody to uh, to consider that, especially the younger that you are, um, the more naive you are. And I don't mean that in a bad way, but I remember when I started, like failure just wasn't an option. It just it just wasn't. It was never something that I considered. I it just it was never an option. So. I think that the best advice that I can offer is to stay humble and to continue to try to learn. I think that when you stop learning, you start to regress. And, you know, I, I try to learn things from everybody. I mean, I, I've learned things from, from different people and different walks of life. And um, I ask a lot of questions. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to ask, it was silly, but when I was a kid, if I saw anybody drive a Porsche, I, cause I thought that was the ultimate car for me. So I would walk over to that person and I would, Ask them, um, you know, what they do for work, <laughs> and I got, I got every kind of answer. <laughs> Did you? Oh, I can imagine. Yeah. Do you have a Porsche now? <laughs> I do. I have my second Porsche now, and uh, parked in my garage, uh, and it's more just a symbol for me of, of you know, the person that I always wanted to be. And so, yeah, I think that the best advice that I would offer somebody is. Is just that, just to keep learning and, and ask a lot of questions. Um, you know, all of the advice that you get is not something that you always have to implement. But I, I think that, uh, you know, I've been very fortunate to meet some people that I um, hold in very high esteem and, uh, and, and consider mentors and, and uh, have access to call and, and, uh, and bounce ideas off of. And, um, and, and I value that. And I try to be that for, for the people that work with us as well. I mean, you know, my my associates uh, often come with uh, with ideas and different energies, and and uh, I, I encourage that. I think that everybody's got a different uh, level of normal and a different level of uh, a better way to skin a cat, so to speak. And uh, mm-hmm. I think that you know we we try to encourage that and have those conversations and and uh, and see if there's a win win somewhere. Awesome. Well, how can people connect with you if they want to learn more about Sweetly or get in touch with you online? Where is the best place to find you? 
You know, I am the worst person to try to connect with on social media, um, but uh, I do have a website. Uh, people can visit us at sellsweetly.ca or they can find me on Facebook. My name is Ed DePrado. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to connect with anybody uh, anytime and um, have productive conversations. Great. Was there anything else you'd like to add before we, we say goodbye today? Or I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. I am humbled and honored that you would even consider interviewing me for your podcast. I've been a longtime fan and uh, I'm honored to be there. So thank you so much for the opportunity. Well, thank you for a great conversation this afternoon. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing what's in store and all the markets that you expand to and, and to following your journey. Awesome. Thanks, Bonnie. Today's podcast was brought to you by the Cooperators Business Insurance. They're here to help make sure you and your business are protected today and into the future. Visit cooperators.ca to find a local advisor today.